Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. From now until kickoff, Fred Hubner and Brian Handler talking Bears football. Listen live on ESPN 1000 and the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Points Bet Sportsbook. Also brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, ComEd's Energy Efficiency Program, Marquee Sports Network, and CBDMD. Are you ready? Um, yeah. Welcome to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Well, now it means a little bit something over the last couple of weeks, right? Right, Brian? Well, thank you, C.J. Beathard, Jeff Wilson, Kyle Shanahan. Hey, Robbie Gold did what he could to to screw it up. Screw it up. Oh, my God. But, I mean, the 49ers, think about that. They get kicked out of their home stadium. Yeah. Injuries, injuries, injuries. They, you know, Cardinals have the playoff destination in their hands. They got the one of the hot quarterbacks, young gun quarterbacks. They also have Cliff Kingsbury. Um, but, yeah. There you go. The 49ers pull the upset. Now the Bears actually control their playoff destiny. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's cool. I mean, I, if you're a fan of a football team, and um, Patrick Finley had a good article today in the Sun-Times, basically says, what does a playoff spot mean? And I'm sure it means some things to some fans and some to others. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of Bears fans are probably concerned that, you know, if the Bears do win this week and I was reading something we're trying to confirm this this is from Mark Potash's tweet earlier he said if the mm-hmm. Seahawks beat the Rams today yeah I saw that the Packers cannot clinch the number one seed with a win because the Saints the hold the tiebreaker a three-way right yeah yeah a three-way at 12 and four but I think you and I decided last week that you're going to see Aaron Rodgers start that game for sure no matter what what the playoff implications are and depending how the game unfolds, because Aaron Rodgers has not been happy with the Packers' play right throughout the season, I guess. Sure. If you take him at his word that they haven't played a four-quarter game yet, which you know tells you enough about the division, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but anyway, the Bears, what seven and a half points? Is that going to eight yet? I, I've seen Today? it at eight. Yeah, on yeah. a points bet, I think it had as as at eight on the, here on the uh, points bet sportsbook pregame show. Uh, eight points and forty six and a half for the over under, and um, it, so it's just gonna... we just throw that in the W column, right? I mean, that we're it, it's a gimme game. Uh, they're they're tanking. No, they're not tanking. The the Jaguars and they want uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, are the Bears good enough that they just can show up and and go through the motions and take a win, whether it's eight points or two points, whatever it is, uh, I still get a little nervous with right. the whole scenario. Well, I know on, on uh, one of our shows, one of our many shows in the Odds Couple earlier this week, they played it on, um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday because of the holiday this week, and then we replayed it yesterday. And both uh, Carmen and Mike North both said, you know, they could lose this game. It's not beyond... You know, uh, it's, no. yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, <laughs> teams lose these kind of games sometimes. Well, pick, you know, pick a handful of games out of this season. Right. And, and tell me if that Bears team is going to be on the field where the defense can't stop anybody and the offense can't score anything. Sure. Now, I don't expect that to happen because we were talking about it when we filled in for uh, Cap and Jay Hood this week that the, the eye test, it, that offense now looks like it has something going. Again, it has something going against bad defenses. I'll give you that. 
but it looks like there's a rhythm and there's a confidence there that wasn't there for the first two thirds of the season or so. So um, against, and look, not only is Jacksonville trying not to screw up Trevor Lawrence, the, uh, the consensus overall pick quarterback uh, first pick in the draft, right? They've got their, their undrafted star running back out, uh, James Robinson, uh, Illinois state's very own. Um, you know, they have other injuries, so they're a decimated team, and they have Mike Glennon, a quarterback. I mean, that that's – the the line might be nine by the time it kicks off with uh, when everyone realizes they don't have anyone run the ball. Mike Glennon's going to be throwing the ball. 312-332-3776, that's your number if you want to jump on in and talk about what you expect today from the Bears and from Jacksonville. And, Brian, you've, you've followed enough sports, and I tried to, I tried to explain it yesterday, and I heard people on the network earlier this morning talking about it. Teams, players do not tank, especially in the NFL. There's 53 guys on a roster, and they are looking for a job next year, mm-hmm. okay? They're not going to go into a game and try to lose. But my question might be, is Doug Marone starting Mike Lennon as opposed to Gardner Minshew because Minshew might have a better chance to win? Now, that is the only way a, basically a head coach could tank is put the lesser you know the lesser quarterback is the starter you know what i'm saying that's yeah, yeah. if you're looking can, at it right. that's how how he can impact a likely outcome by who he puts on the field right and then what plays he calls for mike lennon again you know if if robinson was available to him and here's a guy uh, an undrafted rookie um from illinois state who eclipsed a thousand yards rushing only the fourth undrafted rookie to do that in the history of the league I mean, you could think that could, they could just go out there and run the ball and try to keep the, the game close at the very least and, sure. and see what happens. Um, yeah, I, I know Doug Marone was protesting. He said he's not an idiot. He understands the conversation. And as has, he NFL, been to, has he been listening to Matt Nagy press conferences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like Matt Nagy, I'm not an, I'm idiot, not an idiot either. I know we have to run the ball. I'll get to it a year and a half later. Um, or Bill Lazor will get to it yeah. a year and a half later. Yeah. Um, but he said, you know, growing up as a, wait for it, a Detroit Lions fan. Oh my uh, God. He was, he was always concerned who they were, where they were drafting and who they were going to select. So he understands when you're not really playing for anything in, in, in terms of playoffs, that the future is the conversation, but he said they can't allow it. And to your point, you know, players say, I don't, you don't get paid to lose in this league. You get paid to win. And whether it's in Jacksonville or you're going to be wearing a different jersey, right. you're out there trying to put the best performance out on tape for, for other coaches and other scouting staffs to see. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. So teams and players don't try to tank. And I know fans love it. And I know Bears fans were concerned. Um, heck, just two or three weeks ago, David Kaplan on the morning show, Captain Jay Hood, was talking about how if the Bears could lose the rest of the games, they could have as lo- as high as the fifth or sixth pick. Well, that's not happening right now uh, because the Bears are still trying to make the playoffs. And they have a very, very winnable game today, which would make them 8-7. and seven. Next week, who knows, with an offense that actually could uh, you know, be at Soldier Field next Sunday to play against the Packers, 
Who knows what the weather will actually the weather's supposed to be okay next week. I think in the 30s or 40s. Uh, relatively nice, but then again, they're all guessing uh, when sure. they give you a 10-day forecast and things like that. But, you know, maybe the Packers need to win that game, but then again, it'll be a game the Bears. I mean, there's nothing the NFL would love more than the Packers and the Bears playing for something where one yeah. team's trying to get the playoffs, the other team's trying to get the number one seed in the conference. That would be awesome for the National Football League. And six weeks ago, if you're sitting here as a Bears fan, you didn't even think that was a, no. a scenario that would you know anyone would even dream up, right? right? The way things were going. Yeah, not even remotely possible. No. It's been a weird week because of Christmas. They played for the first time this year, or for the first time ever, actually, with the Friday game, with the Vikings game and the Saints game on Friday. They have played an NFL game every day of the week this year. Wow. Because of COVID and everything else, they've played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, the Saturdays and Sundays are always happening. They always play Thursdays, now with Thursday night football and Monday night. But they've also had to play Tuesday and Wednesday. And then for the first time this year, they played on a Friday game. And every game this week has been relatively interesting so far. You have Alvin Kamara with six touchdowns. And fans, Bears fans yesterday were all yelling because the highlight we had of Joe Buck was talking about Ernie Nevers and the six rushing touchdowns. And they all kept saying, well, why didn't he mentioned that Gail Sayers also had six, which to me is more impressive when you're playing on a muddy field at sure. Wrigley Field and you get one receiving, one returning a punt, and then four rushing touchdowns in the mud as opposed to, you know, a couple of one-yard runs, you know, at the goal line. But anyway, uh, so that, that was the first game. And then yesterday, you get to see Tom Brady. Oh I, I guess they're ready for the playoffs, right? Oh boy! Oh my they lord! Record first half points, franchise record. Yeah, it was crazy. Three hundred and forty-eight yards and four touchdowns in the first half. And, and look, if you're Detroit, I, I know you. Know, who, how many more consultants are they going to hire to figure out what's going on there? <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I hope Spielman. He might have quit yesterday after seeing that. And then uh, I, you know, Stafford gets hurt. I, you think that they at least have the quarterback moving forward, right? Right. And beyond that, I don't, you know, the GM interviews are ongoing. In Jacksonville, this week, they're interviewing GMs, right? So right. They, they've gotten a jump on whether that's going to happen here in Chicago. And right now, the, the likelihood is that it's not uh, the way things are playing out here. If they make the playoffs, Ryan Pace is sticking around. Matt Nagy's sticking around. Mitch Trubisky likely is sticking around. So, a few weeks ago, you're thinking, oh, there's four or five teams that have launched their GM and they're going to get a jump on whatever talent is out there to, to fill the front office and the Bears will be playing catch-up. Right now, I don't think there there's any catch-up to be played because I think Ryan Pace is sticking around. Yeah, it seems like it right now. 312-332-3776. You can also get to us on Twitter. Me at Fred underscore Hubner, Him at Brian Hanley 534 on Twitter. We've got a couple of polls we're going to get to in just a second. But then, then yesterday, the 49ers game. I came in here yesterday and on Twitch, I had my 49ers shirt on, my 49ers hat. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, this is, you got to pull for the Niners. And then I'm watching the game and Robbie Gold's missing things. And I'm saying, okay, well, Arizona's going to come back. And they left the door open all the way till the end, even after Robbie Gold's last miss, um, when it was a 37 yarder, I think. And then they had another opportunity. But, um, the Niners, look at a team like that. They, they've been decimated with injuries all year long. They're busting their tail. Even in games they lose, they're playing hard. Each and every single game, well, look, they're playing hard. Kyle Shanahan to do that with a third string quarterback, yep, and uh, you know, third string running, running back, back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Jeff Wilson had 22 carries, 183 yards. 
Yeah. So Kyle Shanahan has that team playing hard and doing what he's doing on offense. And, and that offensive scheme works. He can plug guys in, apparently. Yeah. Again, Arizona has been trending the wrong way, and I don't think Cliff uh, Kingsbury is uh, long for the sidelines there. But Robert Sala, defensive coordinator at yeah. San Francisco, he's going to be head coach somewhere next year. Well, every I mean, year, though, they've, they've been saying that for the, like, the last two or three years. Well, I, I mean, look, they he held Arizona 4-16 on third downs, yeah. right? Like you said, they, they kept giving them an opportunity to win that game, and... Robert Sela's defense said, "No, not today." So, yeah. So, uh, and, and then the last game of the night. Now, at that point of night, I was pretty well footballed out. I mean, and I, I had the game on, and then all of a sudden, like in the last five minutes of the game, there's like touchdowns everywhere, and then then no touchdown, and then falling down before you go into the end zone, oh, and everyone's boy. saying, "Well, that's the right move." And then ten minutes later, John Gruden's the biggest idiot in the world. I mean. <laughs> It was I, I an amazing looked, end of a football game. Well, actually, when when they went up, when the Raiders went up with what a minute and change, yeah. I don't know how much time I, I shut it off. Yeah, like, they won the game. Uh-huh. And I wake up this morning. I'm like, why would you do that? Because the Raiders proved one thing: if there's if there's time left on the clock, the other team's got a shot. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then you see, uh, you, for those who were who did not turn it off, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws the ball at a 41-yard completion to the left sideline where his face mask is grabbed, and he's when he's throwing the ball, he's actually looking almost behind him, and he just wings it down the left side, and it gets caught. They kick a field goal. They win the game. It was just an amazing finish to a, a wild Saturday of football, and, um, you know, we'll see what happens today. Bears with a noon start, another noon start, as uh, they get the Jacksonville Jaguars. And another one of the articles today uh, in the Sun-Times, Mark Potash says, um, the headline is confidence builder, uh, naggy upbeat after finding his elusive identity on offense in the last four games. Now, yeah, it's taken a little while. Uh, yeah. you, if the first 12 games of the year, you have no idea. You go from Mitch Trubisky to Nick Foles and then back to Mitch. And now you said, you know what, let's get, let Bill Lazor call the plays. And all of a sudden, last week, one of our bold predictions, I don't think either of us said that they would give the ball to David Montgomery 30 times, but he had 32 rushes last week. The, right. mo- the most he had before that in a, season, in a game was 21. And um, you see what happens when you can run the ball. You can watch, and it sounds so simple. I mean, as you're learning football, okay, you learn that if you can run the ball, you can then use play action passes mm-hmm. to throw the ball. It's almost like the first thing you learn when you're learning the intricacies of the game, okay? And it's like now Matt Nagy has finally learned it with four games remaining this year. Or did Bill Lazor learn it? <laughs> yeah, right. I, mean, I, I, I still don't know where that. You know how connected they are. Yeah. How much Matt still has his fingerprints on the on the play calling or the the, the game plan itself. I mean, if it's a total, uh, it was a total separation, and and he said, "Bill, it's all yours." I I don't believe that to be the case. Right. But we know one guy's got the the direct line to the the headset and the helmet to Mitch Trubisky. So ultimately, Bill Lazor is you know sending the play in. Yeah. Whether he has to get the okay from Matt, I don't know, but. It, it looks different, and it looks better, certainly. And you would hope that there's some something to build upon there with this offensive line. And, and you know, this week you can start looking around at quarterbacks. Are the Bears going to draft a quarterback? Right. Do they have the luxury to do that in the first round? Likely not. Everyone's projecting they're going to go for a, a tackle, offensive tackle. Um, but, boy, if, you, if Kyle Trask is sitting there, or do you trade down and try to get him? I mean, do you? 
if Ryan Pace is still calling the shots here, it'll be interesting to see how he engineers this draft because um, you still need that quarterback, that young quarterback to develop. And you might even need, you know, depending what Mitch is going to do next year or what you're going to do with Mitch, you might need a quarterback next year. So, um, but do you have that luxury or do you just bolster that offensive line and continue to build the running game and, and, you know, do with uh, whatever, whether likely Mitch uh, behind center. I think there's a good percentage of Bears fans who are more interested to see what's going to happen when this season comes to an end as opposed to what's going to happen in the next several weeks. But for the most of the show today, we're going to talk about what's going to happen today and uh, and also projecting what may happen uh, coming up. The Points Bet pregame show here on ESPN 1000. And keep listening because somewhere during the course of the show, we'll give you the opportunity to win a $200 game day package from points bet and club hawthorne you'll get a hundred dollars in wagers on horse racing via mobile the mobile club hawthorne account which i could use right now but i'm not eligible uh my account's down to like five bucks because i've been betting on some bad horses and there. and uh, you also get one hundred dollars in sports wagers via the mobile points bet account points bet sportsbook the fast and easy way to bet to download the points bet app now when we come back we'll tell you about some of our poll questions we'll hear from matt Nagy. we'll hear from mitchell trubisky We'll also hear from Alan Robinson. I've got that question. I've been throwing it out there the last couple of days. Is Alan Robinson a guy you want to spend money on? He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Do you want to bring him back the way he's played so far this season? So a lot to discuss. 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Bears talk continues right after the game. Join us for the Bears postgame show with Jeff Meller and Howard Griffin. And Bears Monday begins at 7 a.m. with the new morning show, Cap and Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. His first field goal of the day is no good. Has a big extra point to make it a two-score game. Gold missed a field goal earlier, and he misses that. And Gold's kick is no good again. (laughs) Oh, my. Andrew Kedlon with the uh, call uh, of the Robbie Gold misses yesterday. Uh, Ryan Pace was sitting at home going, see, I told you. I that's like, right. Exactly. Yeah. He was calling his friends. He yeah, was calling see, everybody. I knew he was down. Yeah, he, he was, <laughs> he's not the same Robbie Gold. Yeah. yeah. He's not the same. And, and again, I've given, I've given him uh, slack on that one. I mean, I've, I've cut him some slack on that one because even Robbie Gold admitted that when he went to the, he had to redo his kicking, his thought process and all this other stuff. And he wanted more money than they should have paid him. And I, I had no problem with that. He didn't stay with the Giants long. Uh, he redid himself, and all of a sudden he's been kicking well until Yeah, but what they pay yesterday. Cody Parkey? I mean, you know. I know. It's all relative, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess it is. But, I mean, he was looking for you know, because he had been consistent up until the that year, um, he was looking for lots of cash. And yesterday, when Bears fans were looking for him to to do well, he wasn't. And it was a tough game for a lot of people to find yesterday. Yeah, because it was on Amazon, Amazon. Prime Video. Yeah, right. and and you know, for the most part, my Amazon Prime is usually pretty good. But there were times I was buffering, and um, you know, and all of a sudden the picture gets cloudy, and it looks like standard def instead of high def, and and you know, I know it was on Twitch TV yesterday too, and it was also. On... I don't think I'm allowed to buffer. Oh yeah, I don't think yeah. you are either. Either am no. I? But yeah, you know, right. my my TV was doing it quite often. No. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know, you watch that, and then when it when it is buffering.
buffering, it goes, it picks up where it left off. So you're right. like behind so now you're even delayed. further. Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden you look at your phone and what's going on. There's scores and everything else happening. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, paying the kicker. Yeah. Cairo Santos. Uh, are we going to enjoy just a few more weeks of him? Because he he's, he's out of contract too. Oh, he's, and, you got to sign him. Don't you? Yeah. You, you, you likely have to, but yeah. How much does he want, and how much can they afford with what limited cap space they have? Yeah, well, he's a kicker. I mean, really. I mean, well, and see, they might, people think about, oh, he's a kicker. We can find him anywhere, right? Yeah, but you can't, I guess. And then you get a double doink, and, yeah. and your next thing you're out of the playoffs. Well, I Parky's still doing it. I mean, it's well, amazing. Well, yeah. He's still doing it in Cleveland. The other thing about uh, the game yesterday with the Niners, and we've talked a lot about it uh, already, and we're going to get to some of our polls for today's game and the Bears and all that stuff too, but you heard the Robbie Gold misses, but it was interesting when they announced that C.J. Beathard was going to be the quarterback. C.J. Beathard was at college at Iowa with sure. with uh, George Kittle, and as soon as they named him the starter, he called Kittle and said, listen, you better be out there to play, and he said, there's no doubt, and after the game, George Kittle was very excited about the victory. I will say this. Uh, I did grow up a Bears fan, and you know, the fact that we helped the Bears a little bit just makes me a little happier, so the uh, Bears, but uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you, George. We got Fred here for you guys. The Bears. I love the Bears. So, so that's awesome. If you didn't like him already, because just oh. because he's one of the he's one of the best tight ends in the in the game, you got to like him even more now. By the way, yeah, did he, you see what Braggs is doing too? No. Uh, so Braggs put something out, and I guess he was going to donate to charity if the Niners and had won. And he told George Kittle, he added him on Twitter and said, what charity do you want? And so, you know, the big wave that they do at Iowa, the University of Iowa Children's Hospital. That's awesome. Kittle responded to Bragg's. And said that was the charity he wanted to donate. So I guess uh, Braggs will be making a donation there. That's cool. That's very, very cool. And he had four catches for 92 yards. Yeah. Uh, they're a better team with him than without him, certainly. Yeah. And, and uh, hey, it's the least they can do, given what they got from the Bears, to move up one spot to get Mitch Trubisky, right? <laughs> they owed him a little something, something. Do you remember who the guy was that they picked? The Niners? Mm, I do. No. Solomon Thomas, right? Yeah. So who I don't even think he's playing football anymore. I think he's right. one of the many players that are injured right now for the. Oh Niners yeah, the yeah. their list is like seventeen deep. It's ridiculous. And they they showed yesterday. They showed well. There's Jimmy Garoppolo up in the stands, and there's Richard Sherman behind him. And last week it was like, well, there's George Kittle to the left of him, and someone else to the right of him. They're all over the place, socially distanced and with masks on. Um, we've got some poll questions as we do each and every week here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Um, a couple of them. Now, some people thought you had, you know, which team has a brighter future, Bears or Jaguars? Now, you're saying brighter future. It could be when the season's over, the Bears could be looking for a quarterback, and maybe the Jaguars will know who their quarterback is, right? And it will be the consensus number one Trevor Lawrence quarterback. Right. I mean, and you know you're going to get a new general manager. You don't know that the ownership's going to get the right general manager. Right. But you know change is coming on and off the field. I assume that Doug Marone won't be long for the world once the new GM is installed. Um, so if you're a Jacksonville fan, you hit rock bottom to get to the top of the draft. And thanks to the Jets, you're sitting there holding that, that card right now. So, yeah, do you, do you think change means uh, future success uh, because you're going to have the quarterback? Or would you rather have whatever, you know, kind of muddled pluses and minuses the Bears sit on? And not sure, 
I saw in the Sun-Times poll, again, we've run these polls too. Right. Do you want Nagy and Pace both gone? Well, the consensus is they want both of them gone, but but they want the Bears to continue to win the season. So 60% want them to continue to win and get to the playoffs, just win. But 48 49% would like to see both the coach and GM uh, changed out at the end of the season. So I don't know how that squares if you're McCaskey. If you win out, I don't think anyone's going. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're all going to stick around here. And uh, it doesn't happen very often that a team gets rid of a coach after victories. And with all the stuff I read today, I know I, they mentioned it, but we we saw it here with Lovey Smith when he went 10-6. and six. Oh, here it is. Only two coaches this century, you know, we're 20 years in, right, have been fired after winning a playoff game. That's what it was. The Titans' Mike Malarkey three years ago and the 49ers' Steve Mariucci in 2002. So not only did they get to the playoffs, but they won a playoff game and still got let go. Now, I don't know that the Bears organization would do that if the Bears, heck, if the Bears got to the playoffs and won a game. I can't imagine the Bears organization doing that. But in front, Jeff G uh, uh, tweeted back at us with the poll response. Anybody not saying uh, Jacksonville isn't paying attention? $100 million to spend with the cap space, number one overall pick, 10 overall picks with four of them in the first 42. You'd be crazy to think the Bears have a brighter future. So you have to look at the bigger picture, right? I mean, you have to look at all the resources they're going to have available. Again, you have to get the GM right, the coach right, and Trevor Lawrence has to be what everyone expects him to be. Or, you know, you can have all the money to spend in the world and that you're still going to have uh, a challenge ahead of you. And Adam Schefter actually mentioned something early this morning that I heard when I was coming in this morning on the national show. But he had said that several, a couple teams, I don't know if he said several or a couple, but had made contact with Urban Meyer about becoming a coach. And apparently Urban Meyer, when they when Cleveland had looked at him last year, uh, he wanted some he wanted some more control. He wanted more than just being coach. Sure. And, um, you know, you can ask for whatever you want, and, and you know, maybe you'll Didn't find... Bill maybe O'Brien in Houston wanted to run everything, right? I <laughs> yeah, mean, that was a disaster. T- right, but and, yeah. and a lot of times it is. The, right. the guys coming out of the uh, college ranks to go to the pros, it more often than not doesn't turn out too well. And, no. and look at what's going on in Arizona right now. So, um, yeah, so then you're going to give them uh, final say on personnel matters? I mean, I get why everyone asked for that, because... Right. If you're going to go down, you want to, you know, basically do it on your own, on your own volition, right? Sure. I, I, I've always said that it's that in the NFL in particular, that is just too complicated. There, there are not enough hours in the day or the week for a head coach to also be the the personnel guy. No. I mean, they're just you, you can't do both. And maybe Bill Belichick, you know, has dedicated people. He ultimately has that authority, but he's not spending time engineering trades during the week you know it's on to cleveland or whatever but um it's it's just there's too it's too complex and too many hours to needs to be devoted to the front office for a guy to do that successfully and run the team on the field yep you can find our poll questions uh on on twitter at espn 1000 you can also uh find them on you know on uh twitter on our sites too we also pop them up and retweet them the other two are what grade would you give ryan pace for the khalil mack trade uh, and apparently I'm reading Khalil Mack's very excited. He wants to get to the playoffs, which is fine. Uh, that would be nice. I'd like to see a little more Khalil Mack, and maybe we will see him t- take off after it, a, it, well, Mike and, and today. Think about that. Okay, he's he made the Pro Bowl again, right? But yeah. 2018, numbers uh, appreciably different. I mean, he had a great first season with the Bears under Vic, Fa- uh, Vic Fangio. 
But here's a guy guaranteed $90 million, got a six-year $141 million contract, $90 million guaranteed. All right? I mean, look at what Akeem Hicks' production has been consistently for a lot less money. And you also gave up two first-round draft picks and some other sweeteners to make that trade. And I know we've had people responding, uh, not only voting, but saying, well, can you imagine if Ryan Pace uh, did not pull the trigger on that trade when Khalil Mack was available? People right. would be screaming for his head, too. Because sure. if it's a, a – you know, those guys don't hit the market once every 10 years or so, right? So yeah. was it worth the price given what the the production has been? As you said, Fred, you'd like to see more of them. Um has he lived up to the deal? I mean, in both what you gave up to give him and, and the money you're paying him. Yeah. And our last poll question is around is focused around Mitchell Trubisky. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Also, a uh, cut from earlier this week. I heard it on Cap Show, and I want to make sure I grabbed it from Pro Football Focus and Sam Monson. We'll play that cut. We'll talk about something Adam Schefter tweeted out earlier this morning, too. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. It's Hanley and Hubner, the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show right here on ESPN 1000. Bears football. We're heading to kickoff on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Points Bet Sportsbook, the fast and easy way to bet on the sports you care about. Download the Points Bet app now and get $100 in free bets when you deposit 20 bucks with code ESPN. Um, Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner here with you, and we'll be with you for the next couple of days too. Monday and Tuesday, we will he- we'll be here doing the uh, Cap and Jay Hood show from seven to ten, and uh, so we'll get to react to the uh, Bears and uh, Jaguars victory. And um, I would l- expect nothing else besides a victory. Oh, it'll be a totally different show if the <laughs> Bears find a way to not take care of business down. In Jacksonville today, it's it's the everyone gets fired again show, right? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it'll be. Um, oh, yeah. The inactives are in. Uh, we knew about Buster Screen and Jalen Johnson, so you'll get uh, Kendall Vildor, and you'll also get uh, Duke Shelley today. Who actually, I thought I thought both of them showed that they actually like to hit and they actually can tackle people, which is a nice thing. Yeah, uh, we had, last we week. had selected. Uh, I had Shelley, and you had uh, Vildor, Vildor, right? With a pick in our bold predictions, but. They didn't have that, but I thought both played solid games, and you kind of like you like you're going to see more of them, and and you're interesting to see how they progress as you move forward here. Yeah, and uh, Riley Ridley out, and I don't know uh, when he's in, he seems to catch a ball here and there, but he must have other problems. The nice thing is they have finally started using Cole Komet, and because of that, Demetrius Harris can be out uh, and inactive, but. You know, it could be other things, too. I haven't kept up with the uh, Demetrius Harris uh, injuries, if he has any, or if they're just having him inactive. But uh, it's nice to see Cole Komet actually part of an offense that uh, the Bears have finally found an identity with. Um, our, the third and poll question we have is, has your opinion of the future of Mitchell Trubisky changed the last several weeks? And a lot of people said, well, you should have had a third option. I didn't want a third option. I want, you no. got to say yes or no. Yes, he's our starter next year, or no. He still needs to be gone. Um, that, that's what uh, you know. our third poll question is about Mitchell Trubisky. Now, earlier today, Adam Schefter said on a tweet, in the eyes of some NFL executives, Mitchell Trubisky has played some of the best football of his career and has made a case as to why Chicago will need to reconsider re-signing him, especially if the Bears now advance to the playoffs. 
Now, okay. yeah, I'd be interested to hear, uh, you know, he obviously knows he's got three phones and they're ringing all the time. But how many of these NFL ex- executives, uh, Mitchell Trubisky right now over the last two games has made himself money for the future, whatever it is. Someone's going to sign him if it's not the Bears. Someone will sign him based As on what he's a starter signed. or he's going to be he's going to have a, a job. He's going to be on the right. sideline at least. Yeah, if if. If he's not starting here, where is he? Is he starting somewhere else? That's I, that's a good question. I don't. I, I don't mean, know. Look, I mean, he's he's playing the best football of his career. Right. Okay. It's all relative, and I get sure. he's a Pro Bowl quarterback because a bunch of guys said we're not going. Um, even if you go back to 2018, the Bears' offense was ninth overall. Right. So you're that 12 and four year, and by the way, Bears 15 and 15 since that. <laughs> was a schedule, a, a last-place schedule, right? So Matt Nagy inherited the last-place schedule. He inherited a, a a number one defense that season. Right. They, the Bears ended up being the top overall defense. Well, they had like um, 36 takeaways, didn't they? It's exactly yeah. right. And, and yeah. we, you know, sorely missing those these days as well. So when you keep everything in perspective, how impressive is that season – uh, and Vic Fangio's not here, and we had people last uh, Monday on the on the uh, Cap and Jay Hood yep. show we were filling in uh, on uh, Wednesday, rather saying, "Hey, well, look, Chuck Pagano's got to be fired." Yep. Um, so how much you know, Vic Fangio obviously struggling as a head coach out in Denver, but there was no questioning his his defensive coordinate uh, coordinating effort here in Chicago. Uh, it, it's just my point being is how impressive was the Bears' offense? In that first year under Matt Nagy, when he was coach of the year and Ryan Pace was executive of the year, versus what you've seen since, and same thing with Mitch Trubisky. Okay, he's playing his best football, but in year four of a, a rookie contract, and and they went into the season saying we're not picking up the fifth year, that tells you all you need to know about where they their faith in Mitch Trubisky was coming in. Right, it it, it is, and the question is, was it? Trubisky that should have adjusted quicker to Nagy's system right. or Nagy adjust quicker to what Trubisky can do better than what what Nagy wanted to do. It's right. kind of a weird situation. I, I, I used this as an example the other day. Yesterday, I wore all my Niners stuff. I explained again how I became a Niner fan, sitting in my room watching Notre Dame football and watching Joe Montana just make all these comebacks and go to the Cotton Bowl and beat Steve McMichael and, and, and Texas and all this other kind of stuff. And... Um, then he got drafted by the Niners, uh, third round, and became a Niner fan. And if Joe Montana would have went to any other team, he wouldn't have become the quarterback he became eventually because he got into the perfect system. Mm-hmm. Okay, He got into a system where he could throw the short passes. He All he had to do was worry about just getting the ball to Roger Craig and John Taylor and Jerry Rice. And they can go the rest of the way. How many quick slant routes did you see them take? It was an 8 or 10-yard pass, and they'd go 90 yards. You know, those things happen. So he fell in a perfect situation. Every quarterback needs to be in the right system for what they do. And I've always thought your coach is supposed to adjust his game to the talent he has as opposed to trying to work your way in. Now, Bill Walsh didn't do that. Bill Walsh said, this is my system. You're going to learn my system. But it worked with Montana. He found the right combination. Uh, We have seen right now that Nagy and Trubisky, except for the last two weeks, was not the right combination. They couldn't do what the other one wanted to do or what the other one was good at. And, and to your point, people are now asking more of the question, was Matt Nagy too stubborn? 
right. that he was so sure of his offensive cred and what he sold Ryan Pace uh, that, you know, he was one of these young up and, uh, up and coming offensive gurus and watch me. I can do it. And, and by the way, I can do it with your court with your quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. I'll get the most out of him. Just watch me. And it didn't it, it hasn't happened consistently enough, certainly. Right. And it certainly has happened now with Bill Lazor making the play calls ostensibly. Yeah. So yeah. there, you know, is there a disconnect there? And when when you're going through the final analysis and evaluation postseason, how do you if you're inside House Hall, if you're George McCaskey and whomever is running the show at that point, you know, how do you kind of discern what's what and what had to change and what did change and why didn't it change sooner? Yeah, it, it's a it's very interesting to me, you know, how it's all going to play out. Um, earlier in the week, I can't remember if this was last week or earlier this week because of the holiday and everything else kind of blended together. But the Sun-Times had an article, I think it was by Jason Leisure, and it said, you know, you don't want to get caught falling in love or back in love with Mitchell Trubisky based on what he's done the last couple of weeks. Well, Sam Monson works with uh, Pro Football Focus, and they do an NFL pod podcast and um listen what sam modson had to say he said just stop all this trubisky stuff you've got to hope not right like for the for the sake of the people that support the chicago bears please let's not fall into this trap come on like whatever about how fun you know it's all it's all fun and games matt Nagy trotting out the tired old you know yeah this is the greatest trubisky ever he's definitely turned a corner it's amazing to watch it's phenomenal but we all kind of know that's Right, and if you actually buy into that and are like, "Oh no, yeah, this is this is real," and hand him over a new contract, having you decline the guy's, you know he's not the guy. You can't possibly have learned anything different in the last few weeks. Stop this! Stop this now! Is all I'm saying. And he's not the only one. There's a, there's there's probably what do you think? Like forty to fifty percent of Bears fans, or maybe even more than that, that feel the same way. Well, look, I mean, look at our our. Uh, Twitter poll question right now. It can't get closer to this. I mean, it, it was a second ago. It was 50-50. Okay. Um, but, okay, let's play devil's ad- advocate on that argument. Nick Foles doesn't look like he's guy healthy moving forward. I think most Bears fans are saying they don't want to see Nick Foles anymore, right. even though you owe him a lot of money. And, right. and, you know, once again, that goes on Ryan Pace's evaluation of quarterbacks. But if it's not Mitch Trubisky now, and I'm assuming that Mitch can put up even better numbers today or certainly as good a numbers as put up in the last few weeks. And that's why we're having this conversation. And, and the real test would be against green Bay, a Packers team playing for something, you know, that's almost like a playoff type game at that point. Right. Yeah. But if, if not, he, we went over this a little bit. Look, look at, if you're going to free agent quarterbacks, you want to go to the seniors, Philip rivers and Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, if he can, see through the no. back of his head and, and throw up a 41 yarder. <laughs> yeah. He's 38. Philip Rivers, you know, 39. Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, it's not an attractive list. And then you're not in a position to certainly get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance or Mac Jones. And maybe Kyle Trask is there for you. But, uh, but it doesn't seem like you're going to spend your first round pick on a quarterback. So, if it's not Trubisky, the easy thing is, and, and I'm I'm still in that camp that I I haven't seen enough to really want him back. But when I start thinking, okay, but if he's not back, who is? Then uh, it's not an attractive list, and I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I don't know what what would make sense. And if Ryan Pace is left to his own devices, we got Mike Lennon revenge game today. He got eighteen and a half million dollars just because right from Ryan Pace. 
you've over, you know, Nick Foles got a, a nice uh, windfall from the Bears, and he's not going to be your quarterback moving forward. So if Brian Pace is here to pick another quarterback as a veteran free agent, good luck. I mean, where's your faith there that he's going to land the guy finally? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Uh, some breaking news on ESPN: uh, Dwayne Haskins is going to start um, in place of Alex Smith. Uh, I guess Haskins has worn masks over the last couple of days, and he, everything's fine. Um, the boys he wasn't spent, in the recovery pool with the uh, Browns. Right? Oh my lord! Yeah, they need a bigger pool. Yeah. Like half the Browns you know, are on the COVID list because they're all in the recovery pool in the facility, and now you know. Good luck. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Uh, the Points Bet pregame show continues, and if you want to win our contest, be the 10th caller, 312-332-3776. 10th caller gets a $200 game day package, $100 in wagers on horse racing via the mobile club Hawthorne account, and $100 in sports wagers via the mobile Points Bet account. Uh, you must be 21 or older and a resident of Illinois, and... Um, you can find official contest rules over at ESPNChicagoContest.com. Tenth caller, 312-332-3776. You win that $200 game day package. We come back, take your calls. We will, and I, I told you we'll hear from Trubisky and Nagy. We'll do that during the course of the show. Jeff Dickerson will join us at 11 o'clock right here at ESPN 1000. Continuing, continuing, continuing Bears coverage. Follow us on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Follow us on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. And we have more Bears right now. The Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Welcome back. Hanley and Hubner here on ESPN 1000. Bears with a noon kick against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Time for our Tito's tip of the game. Brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka. And um, when I look, Brian, really quickly at the Bears' uh, offense the last couple of weeks, their running attack, 157.5 yards, um, 5.6 yards per carry in the last four games. Um, so I think it would be a pretty safe bet to look at a David Montgomery. Um, some of his numbers the last couple of weeks, 108.5 yards rushing for himself, 6.1 yards per carry, 32 carries last week. I would think if you're looking around, he'd be a, a good guy to have, maybe touchdown-wise on those short touchdown runs, and he hit a couple the other day, and uh, also maybe hitting 100 yards against this yeah, Jacksonville I mean, team. He really don't outthink this thing, right? I mean, yeah. don't, don't don't fix what's not broken. You just force feed him the ball, and and build yourself a nice lead, and make Mike Lennon throw the ball around the field and see how that turns out for Jacksonville, right? So, I mean, maybe you finally go to get some takeaways too. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, why would you go against your bread and butter the last few weeks? Establish that run. Hopefully, Montgomery can break off some of those. I mean, it doesn't have to be an 80-yard run. No. But he's had huge huge chunk plays, right, where they've opened up a hole for him, and he's hit it, and off he goes. So uh, I, I think you should be able to go in there with a pretty simple offensive game plan and execute it uh, to, to the point where you, you, know, you, you, you cover your eight-point um, line or whatever. Yeah. It, all you have to do is win. I mean, right. Right? They're, they're not worried about lines. No, we are. They're not. Uh, on the on the points bet Illinois pregame, yeah. if you're laying money on this game, you, you're trying to figure out is eight too rich for a Bears team that can go south on you, you know, on the flip of a coin. Um, 
but yeah, I'll just, David Montgomery all day in my world. Yeah, I've actually stayed away from the total just for the heck of it and for the game and the odds and the eight-point spread and just looked at Montgomery numbers. Go, yeah, go with I mean, Montgomery. And you would think, and like you said, <laughs> you know, don't go away from it. Um, you would think someone, hopefully someone would tell Bill Lazor and Matt Nagy that after, you know, what's, what's happened the last couple of weeks. Cause you look at the running or the defense for Jacksonville, they're 30th in, uh, rush defense. They're 32nd in yards allowed. That would be worst in, um, in the NFL. <laughs> Until so, they had a 33rd team. Right. Yeah, that were. Yeah. That's as far as you can go. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Matt Nagy well, earlier, <laughs> yeah, as anywhere they can get more money, especially after the year they've had this year with nobody in the stands. Um, and Jacksonville, though, they do have fans in the stands. I think are they Florida, still rumored to go to? Are they going to move to London when the pandemic's over? Wasn't that the talk? That it was one gonna, of them. Yeah, yeah, that they were going to actually put an NFL team or two over in London, and that. Jacksonville can't draw anybody. Maybe Trevor Lawrence changes that. I, I, I'm, I'm sure they hope that the case. Yeah, but. yeah, I'm sure. With the long hair and everything else, I'm sure he'd be he'd be perfect for Jacksonville. Well, he's not that. Yeah, not that far from his college playing no. days or where he's at. So no. you would think the fan base would travel. Yeah, Matt Nagy earlier this week said, "Yeah, it is Jacksonville, but you got to keep your focus on them." No doubt. Well, no, there's two two really simple things for for us. Number one, if anybody watched that Rams-Jets game yesterday, you can see what it means to play in the NFL. It does not matter of your record. And number two, we haven't done anything yet. So that's the way we approach this thing. Um, we fought through a six-game losing streak. Uh, we're currently, you know, um, on a two-game win streak. But that means nothing. And, and so, um, you know, after that sixth game that we lost, Dan, what we did is we talked about we have four games that are guaranteed to us. And all we can do is try every every way possible to win four. Now we've done we've won two, but you can't get to four without three. So um, I really believe that our guys will understand that. Um, you know, Jacksonville's been in some battles now. They've been in a lot of uh, tight games. Uh, you just saw we just saw we showed a clip of it of what they did at the end of the game against Minnesota last week and how they ran that draw and had a chance to win on, on a on a field goal. Um, so this team is fighting and they're playing hard and we know that. And so that the last thing we're going to do is look past anybody and we're just, that's not where we're at. So we're, we're going to be completely focused. Yeah. He said two things in there. One that I highlighted yesterday when I played that cut and another one I just picked up, but you, you've heard this. How many times Brian covering sports? Have you heard this from coaches and even players too? And I love what I heard from a player, but we haven't done anything yet. We lost six in a row, but we've won two games, but that's not. That's not enough. We haven't done anything. We're still, you know, we're they're still in a situation where they're not going to the playoffs the way they are no, right now. I mean, we start the show saying they are finally in control of their playoff destiny. You right. win these final two weeks, you're in the playoffs. But they have a, a 72% probability at 538.com. That coincides with Arizona losing. And Arizona was at 72% yesterday. Now they're at 37%, 35%, okay. whatever. So they needed help. They got it from the 49ers or, or the Cardinals, however you want to look at that, that game yesterday. But the, So now the Bears win these final two against Green Bay and against Jacksonville today, and you're in. And to think about this four, five, six weeks ago, that it was just quite, the questions were how many people are going to be fired right. and what's it going to look like, you know, how, how much of a bloodbath will there be at House Hall. Now to – can they be a playoff team and, and win a playoff game? I mean, you start raising the bar a little bit, but 
first things first. They're not. They haven't done anything. Right. They've gone from five and one to seven and seven. I mean, good lord. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good. Not very good. The other thing he's he said, and I was glad to hear it because I was confused. He says you can't get to four without three. Yes. Yeah. I, and, yeah. <laughs> so and that was good. I like that. I read, I, I read where Greg Gabriel was talking about teams tanking or not tanking yeah. and talked about when he was the scouting director for the Bears, it wasn't what there weren't websites available at a couple clicks of a mouse. Sure. And you didn't know where you're selecting in the in the uh, scheme of things uh, you, today. I think the Bears are still 16th or, or last week going. They were 16th overall to select in the first round. He said he and Jerry Angelo would have to sit down and do the math. Uh-huh. To figure out where they were in the scheme of things, yeah. but uh, he, he said that does still doesn't mean the team wants a, a team wants a tank. No, but as a scouting director, you're, you're very interested in what kind of players are going to be available to you where you're selecting, right? Yeah, somewhere along the line, I think the NFL's got to change and do what the NBA's done and other teams, uh, other organizations, and have like a, a different lottery with the top five or six and do something else. So you can't just lose and then get the number one pick. But I understand why they've done it in the past and why it started that way. But maybe now at this point, maybe they change that. They've changed everything else in sports. We come back. Jeff Dickerson is going to join us. J.D. will join us uh, right here on ESPN, the uh, PointsBet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000.